1: In an era of online retail, where everything is just a few clicks away, buying a car should be no different. That's why at Carvana,
0: you can buy a car 100% online. We made it easy to browse, view, and buy from over 10,000 cars. You can even trade in your old car, all while binge-watching your favorite TV show. Afterwards, we'll deliver your car to you, or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines. Either way, your car comes with a seven-day return policy. So grab a seat, relax in your comfy pants, and
1: enjoy the new way to buy a car at Carvana.
2: Napa Know How. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just sixteen forty nine. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state, local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends eight thirty one twenty.
3: Hey everyone, John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream.
2: That participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, while supplies last, offer ends eight thirty one twenty.
3: Happy Saturday, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Collider Mailbag. I am your host, John Roca, and I'm incredibly happy to uh, welcome one of my best friends in this world and in this sphere, and one of the people that you've probably followed and listened to on numerous podcasts and numerous shows, and a guy who gets real deep and sweaty when he needs to about <laughs> comic book superhero, and film stuff, the great Jason Inman. How are you, brother?
0: Good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly happy that you're incredibly happy, that we're incredibly happy to be here. Woo-hoo! Yeah, let's do this
3: thing. And Jason, we'll give you a chance to plug stuff at the end, but right now you've got a book coming out soon, right? Yeah. You, what's, what's it called again?
0: It's called Super Soldiers. It's available for pre-order everywhere you can buy books, Amazon and Barnes & Noble, and it's looking at superheroes and comic book characters that have served in the military, because like the two of us, mm-hmm. we both served in the military, right. and it offers my perspective on these comic book superheroes.
3: Yeah, and if people get a pre order are you still offering the
0: first three oh, chapters? 100%. Yeah. Like, if you pre-order the book right now, uh, and you email me at Jason Inman, author at gene mail.com. I will send you the first three chapters for free. You can awesome. read the book for anybody else.
3: And where can they pre-order it? Uh, Amazon, Amazon okay. Barnes &
0: Noble, bookstores. There
3: you go. Alright, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, do, we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end here, but let's jump into these questions. As always, I want to thank you all for sending in these great questions. They're fun to read through and very difficult to pick out. The ones I pick out, I sent them to Jason. Jason picked out five he really liked, so we're going to break those down here in good this questions. episode. Right? There's some good questions. Yeah, the, the fans really do bring it. Uh, and the thing I want to let you all know is, I love it when you Bring it, and when you when we put the call out on social media, remember to put that hashtag Collider Mailbag on your question, so I can find it a lot easier. And also, if you don't like social media, you can email us. Mail email us at uh, <laughs> mailbag at collider. dot com. That's mailbag at collider. dot com. Send your email in. The only thing I ask going forward is please keep them to a paragraph or less because those, those ones that get to be two, three, four, five paragraphs, I can't put them on the show because we don't have that much time to answer those. So be as concise as possible. It makes it easier for me to pick your question. All right, let's move on to uh, the first one, and that is... Uh, let's see, let me jump into this. Sorry, I, I'm a little behind here. All right, it is uh, from... Uh, was it? Uh, Instagram. Matt Matt Jasso, I hope that's Ma- uh, Matthew Hasso. he asks, what MCU Phase 1 director would you like to see come back to direct another movie? Which character would you want them to take
0: on? Jason? Uh, See, this is a great one because I think that there is a phase one director Mm -hmm. that is so underrated and everybody forgets about his movie, whereas Marvel Cinematic Universe movies now have like this sort of set visual style. They all look the same. And this was one of the few guys in Phase 1 that made his movie look different. I think it's Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, good choice. I think Kenneth Branagh should come back because go back and watch Thor 1. All those Dutch angles, how he's making Earth look Mm -hmm. like the strange world and he made Asgard look normal. That is a beautifully shot movie. And also, without Kenneth Branagh, we wouldn't have accepted Thor because he gave Thor a real Shakespearean you know, get yeah. to it. And, you know, in terms of characters, I'm, I'm not really picky. I would be honestly open for him to do anybody. I mean, every of course, the obvious choice is Captain Britain. Yes. Which, which who should be an MCU character just out yep. of the gate. But you know what? I don't know. Like, let's go crazy with um, Kenneth Branagh. Let's give Kenneth Branagh War Machine. Ooh. Let's give him War Machine because if wow. everybody right now thinks that War Machine is just, you know, Iron Man 2, right? 2.0. Right. Kenneth Branagh might be the guy to give War Machine some death and actually go into War Machine as the character that he is. A hero suffering from real war PTSD. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting.
3: Oh, I see that. Yeah. I definitely had Kenneth Branagh here on my list. I definitely had Captain Britain on my list, but I also thought because of what he did with Thor, wouldn't it be interesting to see him build the world out for Submariner for Namor Ooh. and see what he could do underwater? That's a good choice. Yeah, I mean, Juan did something pretty astounding visually, at least for uh, the world of Aquaman. What can Branagh do? You bring about. You talk mm-hmm. about the Shakespearean stuff certainly with Namor that you could have some of that. Yeah, royalty, mm-hmm. all of it. His anger, his frustration, yeah. where's that? His, you know, his, uh, 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 I don't know, his... He's sort of a king. Namor's... He's a, he's a king, right? Well, he's king. He's sort of King Lear, if yeah. you think about it. Exactly, like, yeah. 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 At times a little too with his mm-hmm. hubris, and you want to see that come out. The other guy I would throw out there is Joe Johnston. I really enjoyed yeah. his uh, first Avenger Captain. People don't People don't give that movie enough love. Captain I America. agree. That movie's right? way better
0: than people think yeah. it is.
3: Yeah, it's such a good, good movie. I would love to see what he could do with Young Avengers, because he's got that oh, kind of, like, that's... nice smile to him and enjoy to him without losing the seriousness or the stakes. And I'd love to see with Cassie Lang now being introduced mm-hmm. to stature, Young Avengers is in play with Hawkeye and Hulkling, possibly. There's all kinds of stuff you can play with with Young Avengers. I think those two directors would be my choice, possibly. Yeah, it'd
0: be yeah. great. All right, what we got next? Uh, another question comes from Twitter, at Boy Buddha asks, <laughs> with Stanley's last cameo in Endgame, do you think that they will replace the MCU cameos with an actor-slash-character, or do you think they will end it? John,
3: well, what do you think? Uh, my thought is this. Initially, I thought, yes, they'll end it. It's Stanley, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, that last cameo was fantastic. You mm-hmm. know, make love, not war. What a great message. Nuff said bumper sticker. Nuff said bumper, which I use all the time. People like to say Excelsior. Nuff said has always been the one that stuck with me. Um, you look at that and you go, okay, can you, you get an no prize for me? Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's a deep cut. <laughs> what I say is Robert Downey Jr. If you're going oh. to replace Stan Lee, why not replace—he built Marvel mm. Comics. Why not replace it with the dude who's the most recognizable guy for being the foundation of the MCU? Yes, Feige and other directors, but really, it's Robert Downey Jr. and Feige. And mm. so, I, Feige's not someone you want to see pop up on stuff. Robert Downey Jr. would be great cameo. You probably don't have to pay him the fifty million every um, film. I don't know so, you
0: might. He's got a good agent. <laughs> yeah, <maybe.
3: laughs> but either way, it's a great thing. For, it's a great wink to the fans to have him play a quick cameo scene and do something. That would be a great way to carry the tradition forward. But if they don't, that's fine with me too. Mm-hmm. The question is, who would I want to see Robert Downey Jr.
0: That's a good choice. I mean, for me, honestly, I would say in them. Because the only oh, yeah. uh, the only other person that deserves to be in these cameos mm-hmm. is Jack Kirby, the other right. co-creator of all these characters. Yes. And Jack Kirby sadly passed away in the 90s. Now, Robert Downey is an interesting choice. <laughs> the only problem is, is that if you go back and look at most of Stanley's cameos, they didn't do much makeup, didn't really do anything, didn't yeah, yeah. really a lot. So he just looks like... Stanley exactly. Robert Downey Jr. It would just be like, well, Tony Stark's dead. Is Tony Tony Stark's alive? Like, I would lead to all these like fan internet criticisms. I'd be like, oh man, Tony Stark's oh, in the yeah. background. Tony Stark. And I don't know if I want to live in that world. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna double down and make yours even sillier. Okay. I think the cameo should be somebody from Iron Man One, and it should be the real man that built that universe. It should be Jon Favreau. Happy Hogan should show up in every <laughs> Marvel movie now. It should just be like, hey, there's Happy Hogan. Oh, what's Happy Hogan gonna complain about now? Oh, right. Happy Hogan's in space. <laughs> With a cheeseburger. (laughs) It's all possible. It's all possible. But but honestly, I I think... I think it's, again, since we've ended this phase, I think it's a good way to say goodbye to this cameo. Yeah, that's yeah. certainly,
3: certainly yeah. a possibility. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments section about this question. I, this is one that I definitely want to see the fans' responses to. All right, our next one is an email from Gary Richardson. He writes, Hey, Collider Crew. So I just read where in an interview with Wired, Game of Thrones cinematographer, Fabian Wagner, defend, or Wagner, defending, Wagner, I don't know, yep. defended his work on The Long Night being too dark to see anything by saying viewers didn't know how to calibrate their TVs correctly, were maybe watching the show on iPads Or just didn't have their rooms dark enough to appreciate the episode to its best. Considering the amount of backlash this episode got, do you think he is justified? Should people have to adjust their TVs and get their rooms just right to watch one episode of a show, or is it down to HBO and the showrunners to make sure it works on anyone's TV?
0: Jason. Um, Oh, this is a very interesting question, which is why I I picked it. One, I think it... Is problematic of the HBO stream quality. What, however they compressed the mm. episode, it didn't make it look right. Um, also, it, there are it is true. A lot of people don't know how to calibrate their TV. I think a lot of people, like, just take their TV out of the box and turn it on. However, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> as a person who has been to final mixes yeah. of episodes of television. Which you currently do. Yes. It's your job to watch the episode on a television screen. hmm We did it for every episode. (laughs) We watched it on a television to confirm that it was color corrected perfectly, that the sound was okay, that the score was all right, that you could hear all the dialogue. So to me, I'm honestly, uh, excuse me, uh, Fabian Wagner, uh, you are an an amazing cinematographer. Mm -hmm. You do some great episodes, but I kind of think you dropped the ball on this one. You should have watched it on a regular TV that is part of the reason why you are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. for your job. I don't know. What do you think?
3: It's a great point you bring up, Jason, this idea of, well, you should have checked what it looked like on a regular television. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Because guess what? You're not making this episode for the premiere mm-hmm. TV owners. Or a movie screen. Or movie screen. You're making this for people who are going to watch on a regular TV or an iPad or an iPhone. And you know why? Because that's the way the world works now. And you need mm-hmm. to adapt your work to the way the world works now. Do I agree that he should have uh, done that? Yes, but I'm very lucky to own an OLED. So for me, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it on the OLED, but... I also understand the criticisms mm-hmm. 100% because I first watched it here at Collider for our review, and I had to move around the room three separate times to find the right angle to be able to catch oh, as much as possible because of the reflection and everything like that, and it was dark to see, especially when they were fighting amongst the dragons. You didn't know where you were and who was on the dragon. there's footage of like
0: John just like walking around. <laughs> there is!
3: I think Adam <laughs> turned on the camera and caught us reacting to it, so I moved to ca- like three separate times to find the right place, uh, and I didn't care because I wanted to enjoy that damn episode and um i did enjoy it in spite of the visibility issues and that is what happened and you are doing this so that people can get as much Mm -hmm. out of it as possible if you restrict their viewing experience for art then you've kind of lost the plot a little bit because you 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 cause these kinds of arguments and conversations and people it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths especially for a battle that people have been waiting eight and a half seasons to see or seven and a half From the very first episode. Yeah, from the first We've episode. We've been waiting for this battle. Yeah. yeah. And it was so final. No spoilers. It was so final that you're like, well, damn it. I wanted to see more of this and feel more of mm-hmm. this. I still enjoyed it, but I certainly get the fans. Well, and again,
0: I understand... His reasoning for mm. why they they lit it the way they lit it because it is a battle that that starts at night. Off, the long night yeah the, long, the long, night. long winter yeah but again at the same time like his, his response was basically like oh your TV suck yeah and you were like whoa it, easy here buddy whoa back <laughs> right, off I think a little more understanding would have been a better response well I yeah. mean I, I think honestly he could have been like we did the best we did the best we could um I made a stylistic choice mm-hmm. looking at it now I maybe realized that it pro- might have been not the best stylistic choice but for now, I'm going to stick with it, and I hope you understand, and hopefully, hopefully in future viewings, maybe you can correct your TVs and see the full scope yeah. of my vision. But uh, maybe I dropped the ball on this. I apologize.
3: Yeah, and this is a great moment before we move on to our next question to let you know. If you haven't calibrated your television, you certainly should. RTINGS.com, www.RTINGS.com, ratings.com, without the a. They give you a step-by-step way to Mm -hmm. calibrate your television. I've used them for years. They're fantastic in getting you to the right calibration. They go into gamma. They go into color. They go into hue, saturation, all that jazz. If you want to go nerd deep, they can do that. But they also give a general overview of how you can go step-by-step to calibrate your television correctly. And you might be surprised at how much you enjoy your television Turn off that motion blur. (laughs) Turn it off. I know he hates those
0: (laughs) things. All right, what's our next question, Jason? Uh, The next question is from email. It comes from Alex Chang, who writes... Now that Steve Rogers went back in time after Endgame, spoilers, uh, <laughs> do you think that we may have an Invaders movie setting the stage for Namor starring Daniel Day Kim? Well, John, what do you think about this? I will
3: agree with a majority of the question up until we get to Namor. I okay. don't know or think it'll be Daniel Day Kim. I think he would be a great choice, though. I, he's a great yeah. choice, but Daniel is, and I gotta be honest with you, is a little long, he's getting to be a little long in the tooth for true. playing a younger character that you want to see in multiple episodes. So we'll see where they start and set namor in terms of the age range of the character right we're arguing about batman all week this week about 25 to 33 who qualifies Mm. who doesn't qualify well what are you going to do with namor are you going to make him already an established character and prince or is this something where he does go back in time captain america my god do we have another captain america movie where he goes back in time and unearths namor and there's the human torch or the first
0: version of the torch which we have seen in Captain America: The First Avenger, he is that android at the World Fair. Yes, yeah.
3: right. Or Iron Cross. Mm-hmm. where well, there's so much involved here uh, that could be the Union Jack. There's so much Bucky's involved in the. So the yeah. Invaders are possible, and that kind of excites me as a comic book nerd to yep. see the uh, it's Invaders I, come. So That's why I picked this question yeah, yeah. because I think,
0: I think the Invaders is such an interesting team, and I think you could do a modern version of the Invaders because mm-hmm. again, it's it's this weird World War II superheroes of, of Captain America, Bucky, Namor. Yeah union jack uh toro i think was one of them Mm -hmm. um so there's all these characters but they have done several miniseries where they've modernized yes and think about a sebastian stan led movie of the invaders and it's about sebastian stan gathering up all these people and let's imagine that there are other super soldiers Mm -hmm. that have survived like union jack and like the human torch and he it's all about trying to convince namor or trying to find Namor. It mm-hmm. would be the perfect introduction for Namor into the MCU. Yeah. And it would be a great movie for Sebastian Stan to lead. Because that's my one complaint about Bucky so far in this Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Is Sebastian Stan is too good of an actor to keep him as these bit parts where he yeah. only has like three lines in a scene. He needs to lead a movie. Um, you know, I'm going to throw out a crazy choice for Namor. Okay. And this is going against your thing of age. I think The Rock would make an amazing Namor. Oh, my God. Go hardcore, (laughs) man. Like, because Namor is one of these characters that is difficult for the audience to accept because it's male Little Mermaid, and he has little wings on his feet, and he mainly wears a Speedo. You put The Rock in a Speedo, look, I'll I'll sign up for that. (laughs) The Rock is a handsome man. I don't know. And he's got the charisma I, I, to make you believe that a man can have little wings on the side of his feet. <laughs> I would like to to the poster.
3: Um, I, I, I think The Rock fits more in the DCU sure, than I, the MCU. I mean, he
0: should be black Adam, but I'm just throwing yeah, out a crazy but, choice oh, that's here. That's a great yeah, yeah. Uh, a suggestion as a
3: fun thing to think about. What if? There's a yeah. what if yeah. The Rock was What if The Rock mariner. was yeah, That would be a very interesting choice. We had Mike Moe in here, which that we're, the interview is coming up a little mm-hmm. bit later in the next couple of months uh, from Once Upon a Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I had the privilege to interview him uh, because he's playing Bruce Lee. And I and Patton Oswalt uh, wanted him for Shang Chi. Is there a possibility Ooh. that he could play also Namor, a submariner well, instead? I will, I will
0: say this: I hope that whatever the mcu does with namor i yeah. hope they take the lesson from the dc eu or whatever we're calling it now mm-hmm. to um race bend namor yeah there's no reason namor needs to be a white guy like like and i love that all the casting choices so far have asian. been somebody asian yeah. i think that's a great choice especially since namor comes from the pacific ocean yeah right. so uh, or the atlantic ocean i guess it depends wherever atlantis is but i like the idea that these underwater people are are of an asian Persuasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the best way to say that. But. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's,
3: I think that's correct. Yeah. And, you know, you want to create space for this rainbow idea of, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be coming here of uh, the casting in the in the MCU. So that makes sense overall. And Henry Golding is someone they've talked about, too, from oh, yes. uh, of Crazy Rich Asians. And Henry
0: Golding needs to be somebody in the MCU. Yes, he does. He's, He's does. got the
3: great look and yep. the face to be mm-hmm. part of something in the MCU and the presence. So we'll see how that all plays out but the invaders that yeah. would be a blast to jump into all right our last question it's uh, an email from flicks with brad Let's uh, come down off the nerddom a little bit he says hey guys greetings from the uk and quickly just wanted to say thank you guys for all you do and keep up the fantastic work thank you flicks with brad my question is what film or tv show has impacted your life the most and possibly changed you as a person for me it has been interstellar among others jason mm.
0: uh for me this is an easy question okay. like I, I was thinking about this uh, for a while for a while once i read the question but like for me it's obvious the the show it's a tv show because I'm a TV mm. guy, uh, is Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, DS9. Now, I got into The Next Generation first, and this is a show that, I, that this created my love for Star Trek. I watched it from the first episode, mm. but Deep Space Nine was the one where it treated these characters as not these future perfect people. It was like, they're real people, yeah. they're in this utopia, and this is how a utopia works. And in the episodes of Deep Space Nine, you see these characters deal and grapple with a lot of moral issues of like, well, I know that this is the right thing, but is it the right thing to do? And I got to say that d Space Nine in a lot of ways kind of gave me my moral compass mm. because seeing these characters struggle out there with alien societies and alien objects that they don't understand and how they dealt with them and how understanding they were for yeah. things really, I mean, it it basically did give me my moral compass. And I know for a fact that it also, seeing these amazing people in a military institution, like, influenced my choice to eventually join the military as well. Oh, wow. Um, I I know for a fact that it did, because Hmm. I was like, oh, I want to be one of those people. I wanted to be an engineer for a long time. And then I was like, this is too complicated. But (laughs) um, for me, it's, it's no, like... When I think back on it, like what is the the my favorite television show? It also the, my favorite television show is also the, one, also the one that's impacted me the most, and mm-hmm. it's definitely D. Space Nine. How wow. about you? That's that's a great
3: yeah. answer, Jason. Uh, well, when I look at movies, it's Shawshank Redemption that that's is really the one that kind of put uh, changed my entire life. I would see the combo of Shawshank and Malcolm X around that time in the early '90s, where mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I was in the military, two years into the military, and I wasn't 100% happy with that and I had kind of walked away from my first trip through school because I really wanted to be an actor but there was a pressure from family to be this other thing and because I'm first generation American and the son of immigrants they wanted to be a doctor lawyer mm. yet I never had the inclination to be that it was more about performing so I had a break and I just like joined the military and went and did that for eight years but those movies started to kind of as I was into my 20s change my perception of what I wanted to do with my life and that line in Shawshank when he says you got to get busy living yeah. or Get busy, busy dying. It, no, no,
0: get busy dying.
3: Exactly. And that just struck me like a diamond bullet. And the Malcolm X line, when he's talking to the young kid, after they've done the rally with the cops, he says, you should never be part of an organization that you don't thoroughly investigate mm-hmm. or know. And I was just like wow, that just changed my life. I just oh, so th- many... Moments. I'm going to interrupt you slightly yeah. because
0: I want to point out to everybody out there, if you don't know, John did an episode of the one-on-one podcast with mm. Christian Harloff where he basically tells this story. Yeah. One of the best podcast episodes oh. I have ever heard. Bar none. So Thank go check you, that Chris. out. Definitely go listen to that. If you want more details, Damn, that's yeah, very yeah, yeah, nice of yeah.
3: you to say. Thank you, man. Yeah. Um, but TV show wise, I would say NYPD Blue. Oh, good choice. That's the one that did it to me from beginning to end. I was not young enough to do the Hill Street Blues thing. Mm-hmm. For me, it was NYPD Blue with David Mitchell, David Simon. What they were able to create there um, that just changed me as a person. And I still go back and watch them when audience has them in HD. They converted all the seasons to HD, them up? which they've never released. The oh, sixteen by wow. nine. HD versions of NYPD Blue, and uh, that show showed me the Path that we've seen a numerous shows since mm-hmm. the idea of a flawed protagonist and finding his way back to becoming a good person through interactions with other people, realizing his mistakes and changing as a human being at his age. It showed yep. that it was possible to grow and evolve if people care enough about you and if your heart is good enough that you confront the things within yourself. And the journeys he goes on, uh, and and talk about Andy Sipowicz. Yeah, one talking of the greatest television characters of
0: all time. Exactly, Sipowicz, yeah.
3: exactly. And I feel, still still think it's David. Crusoe's best work of all time. That first season in three mm. or four episodes, he was on. So many great actors through it. But Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Smith, yeah. That's incredible as well. Even Rick Schroeder was great in the time that mm. he had yeah, Rick Schroeder was in, great. In, in the show. And the show always moved me. It always made me care about these people. And also, it was a cop procedural, which mm. really got me excited as well. So all around, plus the music the Mike posted for the show always it works for whatever reason inside me. So I would say those are the ones that really changed me and I come back to whenever I want to remember like uh, just find a little bit of strength in my Mm -hmm. day. I will pop on an NYPD Blue episode. It has saved me many times so all right well there's our collider mailbag uh we really appreciate you all watching the show and let us know your answers to these questions these great questions from your fellow fans there in the comments section below i want to thank jason for stopping by thanks for having me where can people find you and again where can
0: you uh where Uh, can
3: they see you and the book
0: you can find me all over the internet at jawin j-a-w-i-n for twitter instagram and youtube uh, that's where also you can find the podcast Geek History Lesson. By the way, we're doing a Geek History Lesson live show in L.A. on Sunday, May 5th at 5 p.m., so 555 at the Arena Cinema Lounge. Arenascreen.com is where you can get the tickets. We're going to be analyzing the Avengers all yeah. the way through in-game. and we have a Marvel villain joining us and Collider's Mark Riley. Uh, so please come out if you're in the L.A. area on that Sunday and get your tickets. Uh, they're all over my Twitter. And then also <laughs> uh, my book, Super Soldiers. So if you enjoyed, like I said, talked about a yeah. bunch of the military stuff. You talk, I talk about Bucky and Captain America in the book it's breaking down comic book characters that have served in the military and whether or not I think they are actually good service members and what it says about their stories it's available for pre-order right now and again if you pre-order it, send me the receipt, Author at gmail.com. I'll give you the first three chapters for free.
3: Boom. There you go. I can't recommend that book enough. Jason is a fantastic guy, a fantastic, Please, knowledgeable guy, and so I can't wait to read it, and I'll definitely put the pre-order in probably today. There you go. Yeah. And I'll get those three chapters to start reading. It's one sale. There you go. You can follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram, and uh, like I said, I really appreciate you all sending in the questions. When we put the call out on social media, make sure you put that hashtag, Mailbag on Twitter and on social, and on uh, Instagram you see the call up go up and also if you want to email us maybe you don't like social media you can do it at mailbag at and if you want to hear me talk about more stuff you can go sign up or subscribe to the top 10 show uh the cinephiles which is out there jason has been on we broke mm-hmm. down the dark night with him uh you can also do the new show i'm do- or subscribe to the new show i'm doing called the geek buddies with my uh, friend michael vogel who's an executive producer my little pony numerous animated series and my friend shannon mcclung who's a writer and a writer oh uh, i am an actor as well in this world uh and the th- new one i've Got Collider Conversations. That's a new podcast here on Collider. I'll t- I tackle a tough topic in the world of, of entertainment. You a lot of conversations. A lot of podcasts. I, I got a lot of things to do, man. Wow. I, I got a lot of interests. And, uh, <laughs> and this first episode that just dropped recently on the Collider Conversations podcast channel, I interview Benjamin Bray and Raúl Castillo, the director and star of El Chicano, Ooh. and talk about their journey going and bringing the first Latino superhero to the big screen, and what that was like, and being a Latino in this industry. So there'll be more uh, episodes coming down the pike for that kind of i want to kind of open the door a little little 60 minutes little the daily kind of approach to a topic in the world of entertainment so all right thanks everybody for watching this week and we will see you tomorrow for another episode of Collider mailbag with the great jay washington have a great rest of your saturday
2: napa know how